Why is that TV on? You didn't turn it on? Oh. Sup. <clears throat> Sup. Sup. I mean... My wife didn't want to do the intro this morning. By the way, my beautiful wife is right here. She's she's, she's beautiful. <clears throat> she's beautiful. And she's here on the podcast with me. Because uh, <laughs> I finally convinced her to do it. She didn't want to come on the podcast. I'm kidding. She actually did. Uh, we got a lot of stuff to cover here today. And uh, if you have not... If you have not subscribed to our podcast, where's that picture? We don't remember that picture. If you have not, jeez, <laughs> oh, he's all mine, ladies. He's all mine. Oh, guys, he looks like a who from Whoville, from Dot, from, a from little, Grinch. It's a little harsh now. Hey, it's a little harsh now. Here's your coffee. Oh, that was delivered to me by the the Gopher. <laughs> Not me. Not, not. <laughs> How's it feel, Mike? Yeah, that's right. Mike's actually in the house. He just doesn't want to be on anymore. He's like, I'm sick of you guys. I'm done with this. <laughs> I quit. He's blowing this popsicle yeah, it was two stand. Weeks. <laughs> yeah, two weeks. Right two weeks. Now. Hey, we're taking this joke a little far. You can't <laughs> oh, quit yet. easy, yeah, fella. Yeah, we can't, easy. We can't, we can't have you quit yet, son. Uh, so, guys, if you have not subscribed yet, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Get yourself subscribed on our YouTube. Uh, uh, we rumble bit shoot all that stuff guys the more you share and comment the more you search us the more the algorithms go so we're just asking for your help go ahead right now take a few seconds and share this video uh if you can uh if you can't <laughs> fine you know uh but there's a lot going on in the nation and and there's 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 so much to be talked about that i don't even understand how to even cover it all uh president biden hey easy e easy e Hey, President Biden gave a speech last night. You very, sure very fiery remark. According to the media, it was a very fiery. He was just warning us about things, not pinning half of the Americans against other Americans. Me and Mike are going to talk about that on Monday. But I just want to give you some remarks from his speech, from his speech. I think this is all. America is a nation that can be defined in a single word. I was going to put him uh, foot, foot, Excuse me. Well done. Well done. You didn't say which speed. It was a speed. No. <laughs> you know what's so funny about that is, and I've said this before. So, you all remember when uh, President Trump got COVID and everyone's like, he's unfit to serve. He's unfit to serve. And it's like literally every speech from Biden is like, like that. Like, he's not unfit to serve. I mean, <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Angel says hi. Angel, Angel from Minnesota. What's up? We from we both from Blaine. We went to Blaine High School, not together. He's uh, an OG at Blaine. So, so Carrie Booth says hey, uh, Victoria is on. This is great, guys. Go ahead and share the video. We got a lot of stuff to cover this morning. Uh, my my beautiful wife had, had some things on her heart that she wanted to cover. And I, I'm I'm actually glad uh, that she did because whenever she's on, the ratings go up. Bye. <laughs> Dude, you, so Mike and I, he's hes in the room right now because he's going to attest to this and he'll probably yell in the microphone because we really get frustrated. I could say something seven weeks ago, 50 views. Carrie says it, 1,300 views. She said the same thing you and I just said. Oh, yeah. Exactly you're, the same. You're welcome. Dude, she picks her nose and it gets 5,000 views. <laughs> you're welcome. 
Gary Busey sounds a bit muffled. Oh, I think it's because of the video. Don't worry about it. Hey, Josh, what's up, buddy? So, yeah, so came on because we want the ratings to go up. We want you guys to share it. It's pretty beautiful. Uh, For the just, record, I just have to say, uh, my hair is done, my face is done, I'm wearing a minister shirt, but I'm wearing my pajama pants and I have no socks or shoes. So, so let's be real you, with the why, audience. Why are you? Why are you? Just to let them so, know, just to be raw and real. What? What the merch? Yes, our merch. We have um, obviously our awesome t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts at theselfevidenttruth.com. Nice. Easy. Yeah. Right. Oh, there's my and systemic tyranny. Are we the people? Come on, guys. It's already coming up to winter. Order yeah, sweatshirt. Right. Support exactly. the boys. Pick up some moist. There you go. No. At least hey, that we were going to share. You got to see these comments. Angela says, behind every good man is a good woman, right? Oh. Carrie Campos. Uh, Barbara says, hey. Uh, Carrie said, you my people. <laughs> you got Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, guys. Let's go. Deeper. So she said, go, Carrie. Go, Carrie. Yes. Anywho's. So we're, we. we Challenges. You, yeah. More so you. I, I think people will say, well, you faced some emotional challenge. I, I know I did. But you faced some really heavy challenges uh, this year. Mm -hmm. Right. We're in month nine now. I know. Um, and, and the first eight months have been quite exciting. Well, actually, about nine, ten months now yeah. because your dad getting sick. Can you just tell us an update of how you're doing? We haven't really put it out there. Yeah, I mean, I guess we've never really talked. To, I don't know what you've talked about to the podcast listeners, but um, back in March, I had emergency surgery and they took a tumor from my colon that had perforated two of the, what was it, 19 lymph nodes and um, obviously diagnosed as cancer. And so then I started uh, chemo treatments. I did, I was supposed to do six months of chemo treatments and um, I was two and a half months in. No, I was two months in and I was sitting in the parking lot of the oncology office and I just felt the Holy Spirit tell me that I was going to hear that day from the doctor that I didn't have to finish the full six months. And of course, you know, in my natural mind, I'm like, well, Lord, there's just no way. There's just no way that I mean, if I haven't heard that now and I've been coming to this oncology you know, office now for four months because you have your all your prior tests before you start chemo and no one has said anything about shortened version of chemo. How is that going to happen? So I walk in, my friend had sent me, Don had sent me an article on um, the study that they did from the Sloan Kettering Research Cancer Place in New York. And I asked my oncologist about it. And he's like, well, I haven't heard anything, you know, and those studies take a long time to come out. And, but there is conflicting viewpoints on how long you need to do your chemo. And I was like, well, how do we get to the shorter version? <laughs> and um, he's like, let's do this blood test. And it's a blood test that takes like a month to come back. We'll test it against the tumor they took out to see if there's any cancer cells left growing. If there's no cancer cells left growing, then we'll talk about only needing three or four months of treatment. Come on. So uh, when I went back for my two and a half month treatment, um, I did that treatment and um then I went back for the three month mark. And at that point, I kind of felt that piece to be done. And so I went back and the or the test wasn't back.
the next day he called and said the test came back and showed that there are no more cancer cells growing. And so then obviously a praise God miracle, um, that, that happened. And so then, um, just last week they did a PET scan just to confirm everything. And I got those test results back on Tuesday that all is clear. Come on. And yeah. So now I, for those of you who don't know, I have a, a colostomy bag because from Kinda the surgery. Funny. Yeah. It's fun fact. Her butt is poking out her side. <laughs> it's so, pretty funny. So, uh, we're moving forward with, you know, getting that reverse. So it's more about just the whole process was seeing the hand of God over everything. I mean, even when I was in the hospital, uh, they said I had a fever. My blood pressure was low. My heart rate was high and there was something else. Oh, my lung. They sh showed it like, uh, some pneumonia stuff in my lung. And I felt com like I didn't feel a thing was That's wrong right. with me. And the doctor came in, he's like, Whoa, you look really sick on paper, but you look amazing right now. Yeah. It just seemed <laughs> like that. Then Carrie went like, I know, I know. <laughs> right? I <do. laughs> was like, right. I know. I know so. this may sound, this may sound like we're, we're, we're making fun of this. I had to do that to get through it. Right. Like our humor, right. is kind of dark humor. So when I say butt daughter side, it's kind of an, probably <laughs> more inside, words,
this is why y'all need to donate. They heard that. Not that they heard that either, but you know, gosh, we can hear it all in here just fine. It's so crazy, man. It's so crazy. I'm wondering. You guys, just stay on with us. We're gonna try to pick this one fast. Please don't, please don't leave yet. Buddy, we're sounds clear now. <laughs> All right, I mean, let's just keep going. Let's just keep going. Yeah, we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna plow through this one. What were we talking about? Oh, the because because what I'm hoping for is so these get recorded on a cloud, and mm -hmm. so this it'll take this audio, not a live audio, so we can reshare it if we need to. Well, um, so what we were talking about basically is that when I come up in the hospital, and I me in my heart, I was like, absolutely not. I am not stepping back. And I, this is what happened. When I was in the hospital, um, they asked me at least 20 times, like, you're so young. Do you have a family history of that? What's your family history? Like, you got to be hereditary. You're so young. I'm apologizing. Do you have a family history of that? And just on and on. And finally, when the oncologist came in, he was the last when we saw before we came home. And I just felt like the spirit rise up into me and say, I'm not born of that bloodline. I'm Come born on. of a distant person. I'm dude. born again. Yes, I love my family. I look like my dad's family. I'm obviously born of them, but I'm born of a distant person. And I just I think that that is that mindset of, no, I'm not stepping back to the enemy to have this Continue to give the enemy ground, and I'm not living like that. And so, when we talk about, okay, well, maybe we should uh, rest, we, you know, take some time off from events, and I just felt like, absolutely not. I'm not giving the enemy that ground in our lives. Now, I believe that there is seasons of rest, that God gives Truth. seasons of rest for his people, his ministers. But um, I also, what bothers me is a lot of times, like when you talk about Olympians, nobody ever looks at an Olympian and says, oh, they're just working too hard. Nobody looks at a military person who leaves, you know, has to leave their family for months and years at a time and says, oh, they're just working too hard. That's just yeah. legalism. But the moment a Christian steps over the Come line on, and says, it. no, I'm doing this. I'm not doing the natural thing of resting or I'm not doing the natural thing of I have to leave, maybe leave my family for a certain amount of time to preach the gospel. Everyone looks at it. That's legalism. Know, you dude. don't understand the rest of the Lord. <laughs> and I'm just like, enough, enough with it. Like, yeah. again, there is is a balance in all of it all of it but nobody again they always look at the christian and say you just don't understand you don't understand the grace and rest of the lord i think too people and they, they equate it to balance guys if, if you're still muffled i know it's getting it's getting uh fixed some people are coming and it's fixed carrie booth i know you're in canada refresh your page and see what happens uh but thank you it is fixed uh we we, we got it all good uh mariah just gave a bunch of heart she's like carrie um so let, let me let me say this what you just said is right. I think what happens though, people equate balance to the Christian walk. So they're mm -hmm. like, you need to be balanced, right? God will do more. True. He can do more. There's no question, right? The problem is for most people, they equate rest with laziness. Like they don't right. want to step into the call of God. Right. And you see that because people get depressed, they get lonely, they get fearful, they get all these things. 
Would you rather be fearful not doing what God has called you to do rather than saying, hey, I fear what God wants me to do, but I'm going to go do it because he said he's going to deliver mm -hmm. me through it, right? right. So in right. Hebrews 11, he talks about that he makes you strong in the war, right. not before it. So you got to step out in the war and actually go fight. And you know what, guys? It's going to cost us something. Like if you look at balance, was Jesus very balanced when he was walking around for three years, constantly praying, feeding, uh, feeding right. the 5,000, healing people, healing demoniacs, going all these things? He had three years of testimony saying, dude, this guy was on the move. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Now, you have families. You got all. We're not saying go nutso and, and, and do this and have no regard to, to, right. to counting the cost. Right. You do got to count the cost. But why is it that every time the Christian steps into his calling mm -hmm. and he goes at it full force, right. it's automatically questioned. But when we look at it, like you said, right. we look at an Olympian and go, wow, look at that, man. Look at that sacrifice yeah. they had to do. There on there's honor there. But when the Christian does it, then people begin to question, like, you are just insecure and you're finding your faith in your works. And it's, yeah, it's just, it's insanity sometimes to listen to what people will say to Christians when they're full after the things of God Amen. and full after what God wants them to do. You know, I personally, because we hear this a lot of times, like, I don't want to force the hand of God in what I'm called to do. And like, and I get that. Obviously, there's a perfect timing for everything in the Lord. But I personally would rather be found maybe stepping out a little too soon than constantly saying, is this the will of God? Is this the will? What, what happens if I don't? We talked about this when we were at our friend Pam's house in Minnesota. We were just in Minnesota. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, we are talking about the will of God and Christians, and we used to do it. I'm guilty of doing it. We're always constantly, what's the will of God? So I got to seek the will of God. Lord, what's your will? What's your will? And um, I remember being at a Bible study at our church from the women's Bible study. And this old older lady who I had only seen a couple times at the Bible study in the you know years I was involved. And she said, we were talking about that issue, the will of God. And this was before even the Bible study started. And she said, Oswald Chambers has in his um, devotional book, a little a short one devotional page that says Christians often like beg for the will of God, not realizing that we are the will of God. So often like we are his will. So often, sometimes it's not like begging. What is his will? You step out and he'll bless it because you are his will. Come on, dude. Not so, all the time. Well, no, there's <clears throat> again, a balance. There is path that he's called paths that he's called you to specifically, but sometimes it's about yeah. stepping out and he blesses you because you're his will. I think, I think what's crazy is too, pastor Todd's preached this many times. He's like, you know, you want to know how you do, know you're doing the will of God. Are you walking in willful disobedience to something? If you're not, you're doing the will of God. It may not look like you're doing anything, but you're not walking in contrary to the spirit. Right. So like when, when people like an example, I, I, I don't know if I should move to floor. I don't know if I should. Well, do you feel like you're going to be disobeying? God? Well, I don't know. Well, that's not a conscious right. decision. That's just emotions. That's feelings. Right? right. That's just one example. I always felt like God will lead me. Mm -hmm. Right. And wherever I'm at and I'm planted, he will move me where I have to because it happens. Right, right. Like we we stepped out to move to Florida. Great example, right? Mm -hmm. We come here. We we didn't know what we were doing. We came here for one purpose. All of a sudden mm -hmm. that got flipped within a few months. Yeah. Right. We were yeah. we were working both working for somebody that got flipped. We go to a church because our next door neighbor was a pastor. All of a sudden we were there for what, a year, year, maybe a year and a remember. few months. Yeah. All of a sudden, Carrie goes to a prophetic meeting at another church. and She goes, hey, I, we need to start coming here. Mm -hmm. and, and God led us to where we're at now where right. we're flourishing like right. god has really prospered our steps he's really brought us into our callings uh the warfare has been stronger for sure i think mm -hmm. i've been getting hit a lot more mentally in yeah. my in my in my mind in my heart my emotions all these other things but i see the hand of god in it too 
I see the ministry prosper because right. we're actually partnering with a church right. who wants to carry these messages forward yeah. and go do it. So I think we could say, man, does he want me to move? Does he not want me to move? It's almost like if the premonition is there to grow, mm -hmm. is that against yeah. the will of God? No. Christine, Spiritually. There's this uh, video I watched um, <clears throat> years ago, and it was Christine Kane saying, um, basically, sometimes it's about stepping out on the road, even though the road might not be right, at least you're moving and there's exits on the road where God will lead you to if you're stationary and constantly saying, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? He has an exit up there that he wants you to go, but you're stationary, stationary saying, where do you want me to go? Where do you want me to go? <laughs> walk. Yeah, exactly. Just Step. walk. At least you're moving. You're moving. You have uh, feet to your faith. You're moving. So yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to say this too, guys, go ahead and uh, hashtag right now, live liberated and comment where you're from hashtag live liberated and comment where you're from. If you don't know how to spell live liberated, it's right behind Carrie. So <laughs> it's right there on the sign. See? Right now. <laughs> or you could Google right it. See? Uh, uh, but I want to say this. Ahead. Remember, I was, I was sharing that quote with these guys. This is, you, you will never believe the source of this quote, but it was so good. A faith which does not become culture. Listen to this. A faith which does not become culture is a faith not fully accepted, not entirely thought out, and not faithfully lived. I'm going to say that again. A faith which does not become culture is a faith not fully accepted, not entirely thought out, and not faithfully lived. Yeah. Pope John, Pope, uh, John Paul II said that. Which kind of leads us into what we wanted to talk about today, which was um, this new concept of deconstruction of your faith. And to me, I just want to point out- I'm glad you're talking about In this, this whole deconstruction of faith, um, that this is right now a social media fad. And it really is. I mean, if you watch TikTok for any amount of time, there's all these deconstructions, of, you know, all these videos on deconstruction. And I just want to go ahead. No, go ahead. I, I was going to say hit that point. Yeah. I just want to point out that people probably since the beginning of time, the beginning of our uh, God moving in people's lives, which for, is from the beginning of time, people have been deconstructing their faith from the beginning of time. Yeah, so this is new. not a new fad like that's going on. I, every single Christian I know that is after the things of God or that has a deep walk with the Lord has spent time questioning, is what I have been taught correct? Yeah, is what I have heard the preacher say, what I've even read in the Bible, how I interpret scripture, is it correct? And so this whole fad of deconstruction, like, it's nothing new. Don't act like you've figured something <laughs> out that the rest of the world for centuries hasn't done. I'm sorry. I am not for fads, okay? Can you tell? <laughs> Can you well, tell? We're all like cheering Mike's back there. Yeah, <laughs> hammer it, go! So I, I, I will say, yes, the Bible even talks about it. It says, uh, uh, examine yourselves, yeah. whether so you be in, in the, the faith. faith. Yeah. It also says, uh, uh, to, to, to working out your salvation yeah. with fear and trembling. Right. Study to show thyself approved. I, I want to say all the things. I want to say something about that. Working out your salvation. If you look at it in the concordance, right? Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean your your salvation with Christ. That's not what that means. It actually means how you present your walk before them. Work it out with fear and trembling. Mm -hmm. Like I'm standing before a holy God, a just God. So my conversation, my daily life has to be worked out daily yeah. with fear and trembling. We do that by what? Examining the scriptures, right. by going to prayer, by saying, Lord, like David said, find any wicked way within me. Lord, right. I don't understand why are my, my enemies are coming against me. Why was it 35 chapters of the book of Job is his friends complaining about mm -hmm. what's happening in his life? Yeah, It's very dangerous. And I heard this from preacher once and I never thought about it. So he said it. Be careful you're quoting Job because it was his friends complaining. 
right? So be careful. But we, the, the constant questions are not bad. That, those are good things. You need to do that. Right. I believe, though, when you're questioning things that you don't understand, that's prayer closet stuff. When you're out in the public, you go out and preach the gospel because that's your faith. Right. And that's what I was just going to say. I believe firmly that a lot of the deconstruction. So if you look at the concept deconstruction of faith, a definition, there's like so many, def so many different definitions now because some is deconstruction of faith in that they dismantle their entire faith and come to the point where like, I don't believe anymore. Right. Some are, some say deconstruction of faith. The definition is basically you're just questioning everything you've been taught is it true? And you, I have to know. So I honestly think deconstruction often happens when, how do I say this without like sounding like I'm smacking the people who deconstruction? You're not trying to. It often happens when people haven't spent time like Jacob did wrestling with the angel. And so let me, let me clarify in that when I walk through this cancer thing and and I just had a recent seizure thing. And it's like, I, and our son just had a recent health thing. I and our other son getting attacked. Yeah. Spiritually right. On things. Right. I have to know God as the healer. So the Bible says it, I've heard preachers say it. I it's all there, but I have to know you as the healer. Like I can't just believe it because the word says it, I have to know it. And so I, we had a friend who um, she wrote a book about their healing journey and she was sick with something and she actually never got it diagnosed because she said, this is what the word says. The word says you're the healer. And so she walked and suffered with this thing for a year and spent months, nights, hours crying out for healing. And it was like one of the, obviously the last time she spent time in praise and worship crying out for healing that the Lord healed her completely, never had an issue again, never got it diagnosed. And that was years ago. It took her a year to walk through that. Most people would say like, okay, like six months in, like, let's get real. It's, you're not getting your healing. Go to the doctor. Like, that's my point is people never spend enough time wrestling with the angel to find out if it works, if it's real. So then consequently, then the next step is I'm just going to deconstruct my faith because this didn't work. Yeah. And it's like, Good if point. anybody deserves some deconstruction, it's Joseph, it's Jacob, it's Christ. Job, it's Christ. I mean, any person who's made in history, Martin Luther King, like if anybody who's ever made that a struggle. difference, struggle, seen God move powerfully over their family, over their nation, they all have an opportunity to reconstruct dis or deconstruct their faith. But you stay the course, you stay the course and you seek after God. I no, mean, and make it's sure so, it's, it sounds so simple. Yeah, and make sure, too, it's the Lord telling you this, right? So, like, yeah. I didn't want you to go through the treatments. I was very, I was mm -hmm. like, I don't want you to do chemo. I was very, like, let's try anything else but that. Mm -hmm. And you had a piece about it. Mm -hmm. You had a real piece about it. So that was something you had prayed through, and mm -hmm. you felt this is what you were going to do, right? Right. So <clears throat> my my opinion at that point was, like, it really doesn't matter about my opinion. It's your right. decision. So we went with your decision. It wasn't that I didn't. I didn't give in. I wasn't like, I was just laying down and let you just walk all over me. It was a, I don't think we should do this. What do you think? And you're like, I just have a piece about it. I really want to mm -hmm. do this. Okay, let's do it. I firmly believe it was to destroy the theories doctors have. I really do. Well, and it was because yeah, that's the same yeah. doctor that was pronouncing curses right. over our kids. Yeah. yeah. You know, he was saying, you better get your kids checked out at 30 because now it's in the family. It's like, no, right. no. Right. Right. Well, and then that, I mean, it was through that very chemo process that the Lord, sh and, and again, he probably would have showed through whatever 
you know, path I, I felt peace about, but it was through that chemo process that the Lord moved. You know what I mean? It was through me sitting in that parking lot praying that he told me that. Then I go into the, you know, he told me that the doctor's going to say, you don't have to go through the full six months. I go in that very day, that very appointment. And that's what he tells me. And so it was through that process that the Lord moved. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, you spent time in yeah. prayer. I firmly believe too. I was looking some of the stuff up about deconstruction. I deconstruct my faith all the time. I was literally going to say, I feel like I'm deconstructing every single day. Like I have to know, is this real? Yeah. I, I think my thought process is terrible with, with the Lord. Like I'm mm -hmm. very, I'm a, like, I'm a, what do they call it? ADD in the spirit. I, mm -hmm. And I'm not labeling myself that. I know when I sit in prayer or sit and soak or whatever, I'm like, I got to do something, you know? So like, I have to subject my mind mm -hmm. and say, Lord, why, why was I made this way? And then scripture comes up and says, does the uh, clay have power over the powder to say, why did you make me this way? No, right. I have to submit my body to the things of God and to the word. Right. And so I was thinking about this deconstruction stuff and one dude wrote, and I thought it was so good. He said, a lot of people who are deconstructing their faith are actually burnt out from church. Mm. So in other words, they didn't hear God tell them to go volunteer, to go give themselves over to these things to go do. But then they go do it. They get burnt out because there was no grace on it. And this, listen to me carefully. When you feel like you're called to do something by the Lord, it's literally impossible. Yeah. That's when the grace comes on it. Right. If it's something simple and easy and everybody can do it, I'm not saying those things are bad. You should probably do it. But what happens is we find our identity in things that are easy mm. instead of yep. Finding my identity in him because it's impossible. Yeah. So my identity now is Christ because starting self-evident, being an assistant pastor, whatever, all these things, they're impossible. I've never done these things before, yeah. right? We were never, I never took a class on how to start a ministry. I was talking to Pastor Todd about this the other day. I don't know how to do assistant pastor. I know how to do assistant pastor. Yeah. I don't know how to do it. I can't teach it, but I know and hear what I'm doing. Yeah. It's hard to explain. I walk in there and I'm like, dude, the unction comes on me. The anointing comes on me. I know exactly... I, I, I'm, I'm doing what I'm called. Nobody taught me how to teach and preach. It's not a boast. This is like stuff that you have to learn from God, right? He gives it to you there. You give it. So it's everything that's impossible. It becomes an identity where I'm with Christ now. And I think people get burnt out because they say, I want to do something for the Lord. And they pick something because mm -hmm. I can do that. You know, I, I, that's like my gifting. I often wonder if it's not our strengths we should be playing to. It should be play, We should be playing to our weaknesses. Mm. you hear what i'm saying yeah. so like i'm not a good public speaker then preach <laughs> yeah, let's get, see let's see God get move. your little legs up there and start uh, preaching yeah. right right because you've always said i don't know if i could public speak and when you do okay guys can anybody <laughs> comment right now when she's on a podcast or come on how good is it she's got testimony she's got fire in the belly she's got all these things i know y'all are sick and tired sometimes <laughs> hearing me belly aching because i do it all oh. the time i'm good with it i'm yeah. good with it i'm i'm gonna keep doing what i do and you know what? It wasn't even a strength. I didn't even know I could do this. Mm -hmm. I just started doing it. I believe we shouldn't be playing to our strengths in the spirit. We should be playing to our weaknesses because mm -hmm. when we're weak, he's what? Yeah, strong. I yeah. think we miss this in Christianity. So then we get burnt out and then we start, well, is God really real? I just don't understand my faith. You know what I mean? Right. Well, and then the whole concept of uh, church abuse. So a lot of these TikTok videos that I've watched, um, the deconstructions are talking about. Uh, <laughs> Mike what? posted, she always puts polls in the listeners we should call it we should just call it the carrie compo show i mean i'm okay with that <laughs> um what was i know i, oh. I know Angel, I, I know i know people do i know people love us me and mike and stuff i'm saying there's something revelatory that when you come on the show it's just a different you bring a different presence you bring a different perspective you see things we don't see you make it simple i i sometimes can overcomplicate with my words mm -hmm. you are very simple direct to the point and it's like 
that just set me free. And that's an anointing. That's that's what God put in you. I believe it's kind of like a Christine Kane or, or like people who mm -hmm. say it directly and simply. There's a there's a fire in your belly that does that. That's a, that's an anointing. And you didn't create that. He right, put it in right. you. Right. So when you come on the show, it's like, OK, I'm buckle up because I know yeah. she's going to say some things that are revelatory. But it's not you. I know you don't stay up thinking about these things. It's just in you because of all the prayer and all the, the which kind of goes back to what we were saying. Like we were living in a uh, a friend's house. We call him Iraq. His name is Eric. And I spent months longer months. in his basement crying out. I again, I have to know Christ. I have to know the way of salvation. Like I have to. I'd been in ministry for I don't even know how long at that point. Ten we years. had. I had, you know, spent time in a youth group that was on fire for the Lord. So fun facts, oh, side years. note, I was in a youth group, uh, Pastor Jim Teglehutter, who is now in Florida here, I'm a senior pastor. He was at our uh, Abundant Life Church in Blaine, Minnesota, youth pastor that taught us to seek the Lord. It, we didn't even do pizza, games, nothing. We would have Wednesday night youth group, and then we would have Tuesday night prayer intercession night for youth. He was teaching us to read Spurgeon, A.W. Tozer. Like we had Bible studies and I'm just so, so grateful for that in my life. Right, and right, somebody right. at a young, impressionable age that they don't look at youth thinking, oh, we just have to play games and teach them one Bible story a night. No, like he was teaching us to go after the things of God, yeah. like literally after the, th I have never, ever heard of a youth group having their own intercession night. Like what? Yeah. And he was teaching us that deep walk with the Lord at that young age. So um, going back to uh, I don't know what I was going back to because I don't remember <laughs> what I was saying before. that. I think it was we were talking about how you got the, the gift oh, and the anointing. Right. So spending, uh, you know, I had been obviously in the youth group, had seen God move, had felt, you know, his hand on my life. Then go into this ministry, which was essentially a cult. I mean, we'll just say it. I'm not sure how many listeners know. Massey and I were in a legit check all the marks <laughs> cult for 12 years. But in the fun facts about that is I wouldn't change any of that because it really, well, taught us how not to but treat see, people in ministry. So there's that. So, so, but so go with that for a minute. You wouldn't change it, right? You I wouldn't, wouldn't change you wouldn't, it. You wouldn't no. change the thing, right? Right. A lot of people today would say, oh, my gosh, I just regret those years. And it's right. like, what lesson did you learn right. in it, though? Right. Each lesson. Listen, because you got sick does not mean you had sin. Right. Or a soul tie. Yes. All these other things. Those exist. I agree. Right. But we live in a fallen world, folks. And you're going to get deceived. And yes. Get all these things. Thank you. Yeah, That's so, uh, I have so many thoughts right now because these deconstruction on all, you know, a number of these uh, TikToks are because of a church, church abuse. Hurt. Yeah. Church hurt. I'm sorry, but there is abuse at workplaces. There is abuse at schools, at colleges, and families. But nobody has a deconstruction of their, you know, college their, experience. Their college experience, like, work experience, right? Yeah, like you're getting a paycheck, so I, I'm gonna stay. Like, <laughs> there's abuse everywhere, and it does not mean that that's human nature. It, it, unfortunately that to me like yes okay the church is the place where there shouldn't be abuse but human nature outside of christ can happen even in the church and and the reason abuse exists is because we're not listening to the word right so ephesians talks about the gifts are to edify the body to let it walk in the spirit of truth yeah the, T timothy talks about the church is the pillar and the ground of truth and so because we're not listening to scripture we're listening to ourselves right because right. god gave me a mantle Right. And I'm supposed to walk in this and I'm this, you know, he gave me the vision. Right. And yet he gives all those gifts to carry out the vision. Right. And when you're not fully balanced, guess what happens? Abuse. 
When yeah. a husband abuses or a wife abuses or whatever situation you're in, they're unbalanced. They're not principled. Yeah. They're walking in emotion. Right. And so church, yes, by its nature, guys, listen, we are humans. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not saying sin here. I'm saying we're, we, we don't always see things the right way. I, I can't remember who it was. Chris Valentin or something said, the moment you put, you get a word from the Lord, you put it on paper, it's tainted because it's through your own filter. Wow. So and it's true That's because because we have a filter. You can either write down. I can say the Lord loves you, right, and say it to a person in doubt because I don't know if He loves me. Mm-hmm. But I can say the same word: healthy, healed, and whole, or right. with power. Right. So it's the same word, but it's tainted by your experience. It's mm-hmm. tainted by have, have you repented of this thing? Yeah. And so what happens have you is been set free. Yeah. We instead of going to the Lord, we say it's because of your soul. You need to go do this. You need a word. You need, those are good things. Don't mistake me. I think though we don't hit the prayer room enough. That's right. Yeah. We don't hit the we closet don't enough. Seek him on our own. Like going back to Jacob wrestling with the angel. He didn't go get his therapist to help him wrestle the oh, angel. He didn't go get say his that pa- again. He didn't go get his therapist to help him wrestle with the angel. He didn't go get his pastor to help him wrestle with the angel. He didn't even get his friends, his his was he, fa- his his wa- was he married at the time? I can't remember. I know I'm a heathen. I don't know. Um, but like he didn't go, he did, he did it himself. Like I, I am not letting go until you bless me. And that's like, I am not letting go of the Lord until you show me because like we have this friend and if she, if she watches this, I'm not demeaning this in any way, in any way. Um, because I do believe that people need some sort of sometimes he- healing, inner healing sessions, therapy, whatever we, it is. We, we have it at Revive. Yeah, we, we have, have we inner have, healing have at Revive. Georgia Thomas's thing. We yeah. Have chemo and Natalie, they do those things. When that's the last resort, I can't see the end, Lord. Right. I can't see the answer. Right. I haven't like right. sought it or I have sought it for yes. myself and yes. I need some extra. But um, we were with her recently. And, um, you know, if I heard one more time, my therapist says, like, I was just sorry, but like, what does the Lord say? But, um, one of the things that she was saying was that uh, her therapist says that you you will you have a gut feeling. Your gut feeling will tell you your feeling, and and I believe that she's right. Um, but also, emotions are fickle. So, I believe God gave us emotions. He works through emotions, but it's all balanced with the Word of God, with yeah, being led by yeah, the Holy Spirit. True. It's not like I don't rely solely on my gut feelings and my emotions for every direction in my life, because if I do that, then my emotions become God. My emotions become the barometer and the measure of, uh, what do you call it? The boundaries of my life. My emotions become my God. Yeah. And so like my gut feelings, are they in balance with the word of God? Is my gut feeling part of my filter? If I've been abused by a man that's what I'm or saying. abused by my father, my gut feeling will like we were just talking about it with Mike before we all talking about if I've been abused by my father or my husband, my gut feeling, my filter will always be that maybe men are dangerous. So that's a gut feeling. But again, it all has to be in balance yeah. with the word of God and with his spirit. So go with that for a second. We were given emotions, right? Right. Isn't it funny? We're learning to be ruled by our emotions today instead of the fruit of the spirit. Yeah, right. Our the fruit of the spirit are completely contrary to our emotions in most cases. Yep. Love, joy, peace, patience, patience kindness, yeah, forgiveness, forgiveness, self control, yeah, all the things, <laughs> all the things that are against our immediate emotional reaction. Right. Am I thinking soundly about this? Have I thought this through? Am I being patient? Am mm-hmm. I being kind? Right. Am I being just? Am I not being overruled by, by, by my sense of like passion? Yeah. Or something frustration, like that? anger. Yeah. Like so, all of it. 
So in, in the will of God, in the spirit of God, we're given the fruit of the spirit if we're really walking it out. And I, and I find it's dangerous to pray for just one of them. A lot of people pray for patience. <laughs> Lord, I need more love in my heart. Holy Spirit, I need all of it. Yeah. Because the reason you're lacking love is because you don't have self-discipline. The reason why you're lacking love is because you're not forgiving. Mm -hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's it all, all functions it together. It all functions together. You can't yeah. just ask for one. That'd be just like saying, Lord, put, I, I need the whole armor of God, but I just need the leg now. I, I just need my leg yeah. armor right now. No, right. you don't. You need it all. You need the right. whole body covered, right? So I think it's dangerous. And I don't mean God's not going to answer you. I, I, I got to be careful with the word dangerous. I don't, don't want to say it that way. I think instead of praying for one solid thing, you pray for the caboodle. Okay, Lord, you, you, you want me to walk in this? I can't do that. Yeah. My flesh can't do that. Right. There is no way in this physical earth I can constantly be patient, loving, kind, forgiving. Right. I can't. I can't. I can do some of those things on my own. And then that's where your identity is found is in you. Because I walk in this, but I don't walk right. in You know what I'm saying? So people See, get confused. That's that whole concept of uh, God tells me to do something like forgive and I'm going to go forgive. And I've always like been frustrated about this, like in my own like walk, like I'll try to take on the word because it says to love, it says to forgive. I can't do that except the spirit of God does it through me and transforms my heart. So when I'm trying to do it, I'm trying to say all the right scriptures to change my mind. Yes, he does that, but through his spirit. That's right. So like I, I need the desire to have the desire to read your word. I need the desire to have the desire to forgive somebody. And it's all through like in Romans when it talks about the love of God is shed abroad in, in us my, by the Holy Ghost. Yeah, by the Holy Ghost. So I can't love you except the love of God is shed abroad in us by the Holy Ghost. Which it says the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost who was given to us. Right. Not who is you have to buy, purchase. Right. It's given. So he's ready to give it to you if you're willing to submit to it. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think, too, um, when we're talking about uh, the, the we're getting a lot of these cool things. Andrew, you're right. The fruit needs to be regularly pruned to produce more abundance in our walk. Amen. And the Bible actually says he prunes those that are already bearing fruit to do what? Bear more, more fruit. fruit. So when you're being pruned and you're in a season of God, I don't understand this. So I feel like I'm, everything's falling off me and people are leaving me. That's because you're bearing fruit. And he, he's doing this. He's helping you along to bear more fruit. He's yeah. pruning your branches to do more. That's that's the beauty part of the Lord. We think if we obey, we're going to ease up. No, he's actually going to give you more because he can trust you more. Mm. He can continuously yeah. trust you more, and he's going to give you more. I've, I've often heard this said in business. It's a really cool principle. Busy guys who need stuff done find the busiest dudes to do it. Mm, because they're already doing it. Because the busiest guys will get it done. Mm -hmm. It's the ones that don't have anything on their plate they're scared. They're scared of. I, I don't, mm -hmm. don't want to trust that guy because he won't get it done. You know what I mean? That's why he doesn't have a lot to do. He's not trusted. I think the Lord operates the same way in a spiritual concept. The more he gives us, the more there's grace to do it. That's mm -hmm. why we're supposed to operate five cities, 10 cities when it talks about the kingdom of God. I believe he's doing that more and more and more. I got, I got one question, Hun, because we talked about deconstructionalism a little bit, which was good. Thank you for that. Um, the, we, can, we can hit the marriage thing or we can hit the politics thing. Are <laughs> you asking yes, me? Yes, I'm asking. <laughs> Well, which politics thing? That's like a broad thing. And which marriage thing? That's pretty broad, too. Yeah, we, we had talked about a little bit earlier about picking sides. And like, is it patriotic to pick sides? Or oh, actually... right. So Mike and I, and sometimes you, because you you be on this podcast with us, we, we don't ascribe to a side. Not because we're remaining neutral, but because both sides really, really frustrate me. More so the Democrats. Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, right. I, there was, there's no way ever 
by the spirit of God, I could ever vote for a Democrat because they're not even Democrats. They're anti-American. Mm-hmm. They're anti-God. Most of them anti-Bible, right? Anti-scripture, they're anti-Christ in a lot of ways, right? Their, their whole platform, all these other things. But the Republicans aren't too far behind them sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, allowing abortions to happen yeah. for the last 40 years, seeing gun rights stripped. So when I see these things and I see spineless Republicans, I can't stand them. Mm-hmm. And you know what? They keep being promoted. Right. There's a guy here that just won the primary over Melissa Martz, Brian Mast. I can't, I, I just can't, I can't trust him. Can't stand the spineless. Yeah, yeah. I can't stand spineless. I'm sorry. And he can justify it. He can tell me this is why I voted for it because I needed, no, no, no. The fact that they touched our guns proves to me you're not principled because mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, not a human right. right. It's a God-given right. You don't let people touch what God gave you, right? So I don't ascribe to the Republican Party for that reason. Mm-hmm. Have I helped Republicans win? Yes, because there's only two parties. But I feel like people will pigeonhole us into saying, you're not willing to pick a side because of X. Right. And you were saying something earlier that really well, hit me hard about patriotism. Right. I was, I mean, I, for our listeners, I mean, we do vote a particular one way. And I mean, you obviously can guess which way that is. We vote one <laughs> one way. What Carrie said, Carrie Booth said, ooh, let's take this all day. Do both hot topics. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Um, but yeah, I mean, we do vote one way. So we essentially ascribe to a party. Yes, Republican. But yes. in that, Honestly, I mean, yeah, in that, what we, how do I say this? What we believe is that whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, you should be willing to confront your party when they're doing unconstitutional Come things. Come on, dude. And the person that is willing to confront their own party is more of a patriot to me than the one that just blindly shoves under the rug what their party's doing wrong. So you take a, any Republican candidate for so many years. We have been, as Republicans, been willing to call out, name call, do studies on what their Democrats are doing wrong, do podcasts on what the Democrats are doing wrong. But we have been unwilling to call out our own party, Republicans, when they're doing something wrong. And to me, the person that's willing to call out their own Republican and say, nope, that's not that's not uh, that's not right. That's not constitutional. You don't have the authority. That person is more of a patriot. Because they're willing to even um, be scrutinized by their own party. Perfect. Because perfectly said. Isn't that like? Don't you want the Constitution to be held up? Whether it's well, that's what they swore an oath to protect right, and uphold. Right. On the Bible, by the way. Right. On the Bible, they put their hand on the Bible, which at that point they submit to the rules of God. Yes. To the law of God at that point. We actually had at one group that Massey spoke at and he was calling out, you know, some of the um and that was not his message. Obviously, his messages are you know, showing the biblical heritage of our nation Government. and that our rights come from God and where you know what our founders believed and how we got to having the constitution and the freedom we have in America. In that he side noted into calling out some Republican <laughs> issues. And this lady came up to him afterwards and basically berated him that he was a plant for the Democrat party. Yeah. He was a plant for the Democrat party because he was calling out Republicans. I, uh, this is what I said. President Trump is not a King and you should be careful. Like, <gasps> yeah. And I said, you should be careful and thinking one man can fix all this. That's what King men do. And we're not, we're a Republic. Right. We're, not a, we're not a kingdom. We're not a serfdom. We're not, we're not a monarchy. You know, we're right. a Republic. He has rules on himself. They're called constitutional right. Uh, boundaries. Right. And she, she, right. I mean, in front of everybody, it was crazy. Yeah. And um, she just went after him for calling out, not even really calling him out, no. calling them out, you know the what? Republicans. I bet President Trump, I, for all that he is, 
I bet you he wants people like that. Not not yes men. I, I bet any money. I bet any money. If we were to, he would, he would, gosh, he would love that. If someone would just tell him, bro, you can't do that. You want to get America, you want to make America great again? Get back to its laws. That's what right. made it great. Right. Right? You're not the moral leader of the nation. Well, and the fact, okay, you look at, um, again, this isn't aberrating the Republican Party no. or Republicans, but you look at the fact for years we have been saying the answer is not found in a president. It's found in your local government, your state government. Years. Your states have more power. Your local government years. has more power. Years. years. 2020, 2020 comes along and they're like, ooh, states state have more, more power. Local governments have more power. <laughs> and we're like, she's she needs inner healing. It's, it's clear to see. I'm a she's, little bitter. Yeah, she's no, like, I mean, I'm not trying to, but, but like, oh, but my point in saying that for years I mean, I even had one predominant person that is uh, a national speaker, uh, been on all over every every, every news, CBS, yeah, NBC, all, of Fox, them. all of it. And this person, and I said this to her, this was the 2016 election when Trump was running. And I said this, and um, the response was, yeah, but, uh, yeah, it was always like shoving that under the rug. Yeah, but, and when you, we would say that, People just kind of roll their eyes like, okay, yeah, yeah, state governments. But what is our president, our president, our president? And then again, 2020 comes along and now they're realizing, which again, I thank God for 2020, <laughs> you know? Like, I do too. We just actually, uh, we had three, was it three uh, people running? Not, I mean, they go to our church. They're not like essentially like. So, so two ran, one is already an incumbent Okay. Um, school board member. Okay, so. Yeah, so three people from our church um, are now on our Martin County School Board. And because a church gets involved and heavily supports our local government, and now we're seeing the tides turn even here in Florida, and many of you you know, are from Florida, many, many of you are not, we have the largest county in Florida. Miami's, Miami-Dade. Miami-Dade. Very liberal county 300,000 students in that whole yes county. a very liberal county just had their school board flipped to a conservative school yeah board. thank you just had it flipped to a conservative school board and that's Come not on, the only man. county like multiple counties in florida Dude. flipped to a conservative school board so people are waking up and again i praise god for 2020 um it was i i think what's cool about what you're saying you praise god for 2020 most people would be like oh my gosh government this and tyranny it's like no it woke us up yeah god listen this is so just hear me out here if we won't listen, yeah, there'll be a situation to make us listen. Right, right. Eventually, the situation has to come up when we, okay, we didn't get it. That's the judgments of God. Yeah. He will let us eat the fruit of our way and go, it's oh. Uh, his blessing in disguise. And yet there yeah. he is, like in Jeremiah, like in Isaiah and other, other uh, uh, small prophets. And he says this, if you would return to me, I'll heal your land. Yeah. If you pray, I'll heal your land. I have blessing for you. My, 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 my vision for you is not cursing. That is the Lord, his loving kindness preceded Christ. He was patient, loving, kind in yeah. the Old Testament too. Mm -hmm. You know, so this was pre-Christ. The, the idea of Christ coming on earth was to empower us to do greater works than he did through the spirit of God. Yeah. We're now saved. I have a, I have, I'm covered now by the blood of Jesus. I now can have access to the father. I don't need the blood of bulls and goats. But because of that, he says, I'm going to leave you a helper. So now that helper is supposed to be above the world. Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to be natural. We're supposed to be supernatural. Yeah. So when we see churches, when we see people like this getting elected, only I'm telling only you, God. only the hand of God could yeah. have done that. In Miami right. Dade, right? I only know. Only the hand oh, of God. Oh, literally, only the hand of God. This is why Melissa Martz, if you're watching this, 
don't lose. You, you, you didn't lose. Yeah. You're setting yourself up for another one. Yeah. I'm telling you, there's there's more coming. Right. So it's like you just put your name out there. Now people notice. It goes William Wilberforce. He like he lost how many times? He kept going. He kept setting himself in a position to fight the enemy. And he won after forty years. The William Wilberforce. Forty four years. Yeah. So like just because it was basically he waited forty four years for God to turn the heart of the people. Forty four years. Yeah. And it was constant defeat. Yeah. Constant for 40 years. Defeat. Mm -hmm. Defeat, 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 lies, scrutiny, all right. this other stuff. Being called a seditionist because he was working with Thomas Jefferson to defeat yeah. and, and abolish slavery. But uh, they were in a war with France and they were allies yeah. of France and it was sedition. All these things. He was slandered and yet saw to the end. And then three days later, he passes away. Right. Because God let him see the victory. Right. I think. Right. Go preach the gospel. Go stand in intercession for the nation. Right. Go make sure that these marriages are strengthened in the faith. Like if you think about his judgments, they're actually a mercy because they're giving you the opportunity to wake up. So his judgments are a mercy on the people. That's so good. Say that again. His judgments 2020 was a mercy on the people to wake them up. I mean, it's a, his judgments are often a mercy on the people and, and that. That's good. Think about that. Just, just think about what you just yeah. said. Like you just, that's just amazing. Like that's that's revelation, dude. Like I never thought about it that way. His judgments are mercy on us. Why? Right, because it gives us the opportunity to open our eyes to repent and to repent and that's turn. That's mercy. Yeah, that's mercy. So sometimes, even in our dire situations, when we're deep in sin, when we're deep in the, the lack of understanding, when a judgment comes against you, you've reaped what you've sown. You're still breathing. Yeah, you've got the chance. You to have repent. that opportunity. Yeah. Wow. Dude, that's come on. Yeah. Like, I hate you. <laughs> wow. That went <laughs> south real quick. <laughs> Speaking of marriages, <laughs> <laughs> we won't. I, I don't know if we can get into that topic. It's already 1058. I know people would totally love to hear you talk for three hours. Uh, the rest of us <laughs> wow. are, right, Mike? We're just kind of left out in the. Did you end Dang. Let's, let's read some of these comments here. He, God disciplines those whom he loves. That's right, Angela. Thank you so much for that. Uh, uh, I'm going the distance. I'm going for speed. Praise God. Guys, share this video with your friends. Uh, Julie uh, said this. She said, I love you guys. I just, I could never get your last name right. Julie who? Biondo. Oh, yeah. Lilo. Biondo Lilo? Lilo? I think I did it. She'll, she'll probably comment. She said she's excited for our children that these school boards flip. Praise yeah, God. Amen. Um, there's, uh, th you know, Again, we, we let's just hit it real fast. Marriage. Okay. Just real fast. You know what it means when a preacher says real fast? <laughs> I need a drum set. But We're talking about marriage here. <laughs> this, this thing Clearly, here. we're not this experts. Thing. Easy E has not talked once. You got anything to say before we hit the marriage thing? Um, He's looking I'll for just, a wife. You know what? <laughs> I won't even start. <laughs> oh my god! I know. Can we? He's taking applications. Oh, <laughs> Where is he? Oh, gotta play. My, hey, here I am. Oh, wow, super it's blurry. Extremely blurry. Wow. Well, they don't want to see your full face. <laughs> no, not yet. Not yet. 
Um, can't handle all this. Oh, nice. You might want to flip the camera onto something else. Oh, look. We can see the underside of the tail. Wow, we're professionals. Oh, look at that, huh? Oh, shoot. Look at that. There you go. See that? I did it. That's still blurry. It's not blurry. You're fine. There it is. There it is. Um, I will say 2020 was absolutely a mercy because the the months and even the year leading up to 2020, I was in a terrible place. Um, and 2020 was really just a spiritual wake up for me. That's that's when I found the Lord again, and that's nice. when I when I really just started to hunker down and start to pursue Him. Amen. Yeah, that is actually a story of many people who walked through 2020. Um, that it exposed like where they weren't with the Lord, exposed their fears, exposed, and, and it's prompted them to seek after the Lord. So I, I agree. It was a mercy on our nation as a whole, but it was mercy on individuals too. You amen. Know? amen. Uh, Carrie Booth just said, I love how real you guys are. We get that a lot. Mike, Mike, you were just telling me, you were just telling me today, a lot of our guests say, man, we're, we're one of the best shows they've been on because we're just so real. We're funny. We want to keep it that way, guys. We're not like these pro podcasters. We're just us. And I love storytelling. I love having fun and like laughing because guess what? The joy of the Lord is my strength, y'all. Yeah. And it has to be that. I mean, especially in the midst of everything going on, if the joy of the Lord is not your strength, that's why you burn out. That's why yeah. you're deconstructing because right. the joy of the Lord is not your strength. Right. I can't walk in fear. Mm-hmm. I can't walk in hopelessness. I can't walk in this doom and gloom mentality. I can't walk in Jesus is coming back tomorrow. So what if he does? Let him find you busy in a service. So I appreciate the 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 can, the the candor, like yeah. the, the people commenting. Amen. Back to marriage, real fast. I think one of the biggest problems we have in marriage, um, and, and this is just our experience. I'm not talking for anybody else's experience. Mm-hmm. This is my experience. I'm just gonna tell them my side of 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 things as a husband, mm-hmm. and you can comment on it because I'm I, I'm <laughs> I know you think so, but I'm not perfect. <laughs> You Shocking. know, there's things, I do, there's things I do wrong, guys. Shocking, and I, know. I think marriage is the toughest thing to tackle because I don't think we have a grasp on marriage meaning because we don't see sometimes the marriage union before us and God. If we truly understood our marriage covenant with Christ mm-hmm. and that we're presented to God through Christ, we would understand marriage a little bit different. But we don't ever really talk about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that I'm, I'm the bride, he's the groom, that type of thing. Like, I want to keep myself pure before God. I want, And the Bible talks about husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. I think one of the biggest transformations for me was showing you and doing my best, I, I will say, and I hope, I, I hope I have, that you have giftings, you have talents, you have, you, you, you have a, a, a brilliant mind. You're a CEO. You run this ministry. You know, I'm just the speaker now. You basically run all the operations. You're empowered to do that. You, you get a a great salary. I'm kidding. I'm just playing. I'm playing. I but do. Like, <laughs> just kidding. No, she, totally she kidding. gets paid. Uh, but she's still a woman, so she gets paid less. I'm kidding. Ouch. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Jeez. <laughs> there it is. Here come the comments. You know, um, my, my heart has been to empower you, to see mm-hmm. your giftings, to admonish you, to make sure you feel like Christ empowers me. By that, he encourages me. He loves me, speaks into me, sings over me, all mm-hmm. those things, prays over me, intercedes, all that stuff, right? We should be doing the same thing to our wives. Now, that doesn't mean that I have always done that. There have been times where I, I had a two-year addiction to the P word, you know, pornography, all these other things. I remember 
getting so emotional with you that I'd be screaming at you sometimes. Mm -hmm. And you were like, this guy's off his nuts, you know, and you still stuck with me. You didn't ever waver. Uh, I can remember one time and I, I love Aaron, my laundry, because you're going to know everything about me anyway. I think we we're in South Carolina one time or North Carolina. One of the two is, I think we were with Alex and that whole situation that their church and, and we went to the preach, yeah. but we were, we were at a local restaurant and you knew who the pastors were. They were about 400 pounds plus, right? Mm -hmm. They were all sitting in the, in the things. And, uh, I, I remember after that we were, I think it was just cause we were broke. You know, it was, it was like our third year of ministry, second yeah. year of ministry. We were broke. It was hard. It, I, we weren't making money. And I hated talking to you about money. I've since never really talked to you about money anymore. Mm -hmm. I don't want to, cause it's, that's a trigger for me. I, I just yeah. hate that. I always feel like we're under and I don't ever want to feel like that. And ever since I quit thinking that way, we've been over mm -hmm. praise God. So, but I remember just screaming at you in front of the kids and I, I would do this once every few months, you know, just go off on you. And for two days, you didn't talk to me. I remember you would like roll down the window. You just look out the window. You wouldn't even look at me. You wouldn't nothing. And I remember the kids crying. And that was one of the last times I, th I thought to myself, what am I doing here? Why, why am I doing this? And you never, you never, you, you were, I think you were frustrated with me. You were upset with me, but you never held it to my account. You never like that, that moment didn't define me in your eyes. I think mm -hmm. you saw past that somehow. Mm -hmm. What brings you to that point as a wife? Because a lot of people would say, see, he's a jerk and he yells and he blah, he's got an addiction to pornography and blah, blah, blah. I'm just staring out my laundry here, dude. Like there are times there was years I didn't pray with the family. I didn't mm -hmm. do Bible things. I didn't. And you never like held it against me. You were always pushing me forward. I remember when I was going through my addiction to pornography, you were the one grabbing my hand every night, almost every night and saying how proud you were of me. We're going to get through this. And you would intercede for me. How did you get that? Like, wh where did that come from? I know it's a loaded question, but I really want, I want to talk about this because you should have, well, to today's standards, you should have divorced me a long time ago. I think, I guess <laughs> I don't know where to start on that answer because it's a loaded answer loaded question and I'll start I think with this is I think in the church girls get married with this expectation of guys are gonna you know the husband's gonna be the leader and he's gonna pray with me every night and we're gonna read scripture together and he's gonna minister and and they especially nowadays with I know, dude. social media kind of promoting that as the standard, which it is technically the standard, but I've heard lots of women say things like he doesn't even pray with me. And my response is, so if you say, Hey, let's pray together because he didn't start it. God's not going to hear you. Like you are still praying together. Like, let's just say you say as a woman, let's pray together or let's read Let's do a Bible study together because you initiate it. God's not going to honor it or it. hear it. You're still praying. You're still studying his word. And so like, I think we as Christians get in this expectation of how marriage is supposed to look. And it's somehow supposed to be like so much more peaceful and less messy than non-Christians. And like, to me, life is messy, whether you're a Christian or not. And so the fact that like you can, grasp that concept like life is going to be messy because we are as christians all moving forward in learning our identity we're all moving forward in sanctification which is another word for like 
how do you explain sanctification without it being churchy terms? Uh, it's, like it's, a, it's a, it's a, it's a setting apart. So like, yeah, moving a, forward with like, he literally pulls you out and sets you apart to do something. That's well, like, no, I mean, I guess I look at sanctification too, as like, you're growing in that's consecration. I'm sorry. Oh, sanctification is a constant. Yes. Cleansing. Constant cleansing. Like you're growing in, um, his identity. You're growing in less sin. You're growing in being cleaned. And, and so I look at that concept in, in walking in marriage that like my identity is not when I wake up in the morning and I am cranky because I hate mornings. Like that's not, <laughs> and I, I'm like sometimes rude yeah. and sassy. And like, I, that's not my identity and neither is your identity in those things that you did. And to me, like when you were talking about, you know, like confessing the porn thing. And even like when we talked about, that was the hardest thing I ever had to do. Yeah. But like you. when we talked about like, uh, you know, the screaming and just accusations and the frustrations and like you were willing to listen to me and willing to repent and say, okay, this is wrong. And, and vice versa. Like that's the thing about marriage is like when you have somebody say he's abusive, he's abusive. So you're perfection. Like, like, I think there's a, there's an and or right. 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 Like I, and I'm not advocating for women or men to stay in like super abusive, you know, physically abusive situations. That's not what I'm advocating. Like, but, but what we say is as nowadays it's you take any little wrong that your husband does and you say that's abusive or, or vice versa. Like she's controlling, she's abusive. And to me, it's like, or again, life is messy because we are humans. You know what I mean? It and, doesn't excuse it. It just shows us our frailty before God, right. like who we really are right. and what we need him for. Right. right. I think um, every guy can make this excuse. You know, the reason why I was looking up porn is because there's this adage today. Women don't <clears throat> prefer sex before, you know, like because right. men want it more than women. Right. And we make this excuse. Well, if she's not going to do it, then we go into porn. And I was thinking about this this morning. I, I woke up and I kind of was just thinking on prayer and just different things. And I was like, it doesn't matter what she does or doesn't. My walks before God. Yeah. Right. That's why I was just so going Lord, next. if I'm supposed to crucify my flesh. It may not be right what she's doing. It may not be right that she holds it, withholds it from me. It may be, that's not, that's not on me. Mm-hmm. My walks before the Lord. So like, I can't pollute myself into being tempted away from my marriage. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Anything that perverts myself away from the word of God and obedience is idolatry. Right. Cause Christ never gave an excuse like, oh, you like, well, you'll, you can sin if this happens to you. Yeah. Like, you can sin if, you know, you're uh, abused by your parents or you can sin if like he never gives an out for sin except through being set free by his blood and by his spirit. That's the only out for sin. You know what I mean? Like that's the only way out. And so there's never an excuse for us to um, get in those situations for sin. I Yes. I think too, like this actually applies to how our marriages are run. A lot of people say, well, I was raised with an alcoholic, therefore I became an alcoholic. But when you're in Christ, we were talking about generational. Oh, uh, generational curses. Generational curses, but also generational like um, uh, like habits and generational yeah. things that you kind of pick up, right? And we were talking about this the other day, and that's what I think what sparked our conversation yeah. about this was if we're born of a new spirit, a new seed, mm-hmm. it's an incorruptible one mm-hmm. and a new nature. I'm not saying we won't struggle with those things, but now we have the power to overcome those things mm-hmm. in victory. 
we'll struggle with them. But the Bible constantly talks about renewing your mind. Mm -hmm. So therefore, anything contrary to God's word has to be renewed, right? Can we just go there with that sure. generational curses thing? Because, and I still need to study this out more, so I'm not like claiming to be the expert on this. Um, but when we talk about generational curses, it's kind of a buzzword now in the Christian sure is. in the realm, the Christian realm. If you read that concept in is it Deuteronomy 28? Yep. He's talked those curses apply to the non-believer. That's what he's talking about. He's talking about those who disobey. Those, those who, are... who disobey, right, and who are ungodly. And then he lists Good. a whole list, far bigger list, for blessings for those who obey and those who believe. So my question is on that generational curses. So you look at my family line. My grandparents, and I'm not sure past that, um, were not necessarily believers. The, on the one side, my sure. dad's side, but my dad became a very strong believer and Christian and had a very powerful walk with the Lord. And so does, strong and a, and a good husband. Yeah. Right. And a, and a good husband, not again, not that he was perfect, but my question is then do those generational curses stop with my dad when he started believing? Ooh, because to me, that's good. That's my question. When we talk about generational curses, because like how, if they're not in the word, Christ didn't mix them. Like you'll, you'll take some of the blessings, but you're also going to get some of the curses. He said, no curses are for this side. Blessings are for this side. So as believers, why do we believe that they mix still? Right. right. And that's my question. I'm not saying I have the answer. I'm asking. Well, let's, let's think about this, right? If the Bible says to renew your mind, that means that's not a curse. That's a habit. Right. So be careful you're confusing habits with generational curses. Mm. You maybe just have a habit because that's I saw my dad watch pornography. Right. He he's told the story before. He was in sexual sin. I saw it. it the seed was planted in me. I did it. I don't blame my father. Mm -hmm. I still had a choice, but I was doing it as a Christian. Right. I went into sin. Okay. But was that a curse or was that habitual? Mm -hmm. And then I started getting into it. Guys, whatever whatever you feed on is what you become. Right. It, sin, the Bible says in Romans 6, uh, it's Romans 6 when he talks about, uh, know ye not that to whom you yield yourself servants to obey, his yeah. servants you are to whom you obey, whether of sin, sin unto death or obedience to righteousness. Right. If I walk in sin, I will become a slave to it. Mm -hmm. If I walk in the spirit, I become a son. Mm -hmm. So it's is it generational curses or is it habits? Mm -hmm. That's why he says, renew your mind daily. Right. Get rid of that habit, right? Remember we were watching the Conquer series and I was talking about porn. He says that when you watch it, there's like neurons or yeah. what is it? Pathways that are built in your brain, mm -hmm. right? And it becomes a habit. Like that's why right. you fall into it constantly. You got to renew your mind. Right. You got to fight against it. Right. And well, and that's the thing about like, uh, my question again is, do we, do we take the easy out and just call it a generational curse that we need to spend hours breaking off? Or do we need to spend time that those hours spend those same hours in the word and in prayer and renew our mind that way? Because that's what the, the word says. The word and says again, do does it. it go back to, I need to spend time like Jason, Jacob did wrestling with the angel we to break to. this off of me. I mean, like, yeah, I mean, that's right. When you're talking about marriage, sure. you know, like Massey and I, both our parents stayed married is, and consequently all our friends who, with the exception of one, all of our friends who have been divorced have divorced parents. And so my question again, is that a curse 
or is that just an example that you've yes. taken on as your filter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? Like my filter is my parents had a very good marriage, but they had to fight for it. You know what I mean? There was times. I mean, imagine standing before God. Just hear me out on this. He's, he's going to tell us everything we've done, every deed, every thought, all that yeah. stuff. He's going to, right? And it's, what are you going to say to him when it's like, why, why, why were you doing this? Well, Lord, it was a generational curse. I couldn't break yeah. it. No, he's going to say you, right? Right. The Bible says in James 1, it talks about that a man is drawn away from his own lust and enticed. And so I think more and more, the, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because I know it's hard for marriages today because you're getting a lot of the world mm -hmm. and it's all emotion-based and all these other things. You're getting a lot of feedback out there. Some Christian blogs do this. And uh, I'm, I'm just like a living example of a praying wife. I am. I'm a very much a living example of a praying mother. Mm -hmm. um, women who are strong in the faith help me become the man that I am. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that. Well, I mean, I think we can maybe do a different sh another show on marriage. But what I wanted to say to going back to what I was thinking before and I got sidetracked was what happens in marriage or just in any general as a Christian, we often look at the other person's sin to highlight that to make our sin look more holy. Oh, say that again. So like in, in the, in the concept of marriage, right. <laughs> but I'm talking about in general Christianity, but I'm going to use marriage, right. I'm going to use a wife. A wife will point out the husband's sin in an effort to make her or well, it's all a sin, but vice versa too. Right. No, I'm just saying in an example, a wife will point out the husband's sin and abuse to make her sin and abuse look more holy. They'll highlight that vice versa. A guy will point out, in, in the Christian world in general, we are, uh, what's her name? Elizabeth. Uh, Johnson? No, she was the guy who, missionary who got killed in 40s. Um, they went to some small village in the Indies, I think. Uh, Elizabeth, uh, what's her name? They did a movie about the guy. He was killed and then she went back and, oh, y'all know, tell me. Uh no, he was. They went to like this super village that no one ever I don't went know to. Darlene Dibler. I don't know. No, and um, anyways, she basically has a quote that says, uh, "Discernment is not the opportunity to critique; it's the opportunity to pray for that Corey person." Tembo? No, Elizabeth. Her um, Temboom's one said that. Oh, did she? Okay, well then I'm getting. I'm pretty sure it's not Corey Temboom. It's um, her husband. They, Elliot. Yeah. Elizabeth Jan Elliott. Mozingo yes. in the clutch. Coming in in the clutch. Pastor Jan. Thank you. Thank you, Pastor Dan. Yes, Elizabeth Elliott. She said that discernment is not the opportunity to critique, which is super hard in today's culture. It's the opportunity to pray for that person. And so in that concept of marriage, your discernment of what is happening, your husband or wife doing, is the opportunity to pray for that person. That's what my point was. Thank you, Jan. You saved me. So uh, Becca Ber uh, Delamonte said it too. I just want, when you said that phrase about pointing out sin, she's like, <laughs> Angela said, say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> say it louder for the people in the back. I, I, I just, I know my walks before God. Yeah. He's empowered me. But I do believe we have, and, and this is so important, husbands that are watching this, wives that are watching this. If you don't have people, if they're not adding to your spiritual walk, Mm -hmm. and not willing to correct and critique you. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying critique in a, in a harsh way, correction, encouragement, all those things. You got the wrong friends. Yeah. If they're pulling you to the flesh and saying, well, they just don't, if you don't believe in the power of God, you're missing out on faith. 
sometimes I believe, and this is sometimes, I'm not saying every case, okay? So hear me out. Hear me out what I'm going to say. Because I've experienced it, the hardships we experience are an opportunity for the faith of God to change the situation. In other words, yeah. we're asking God for faith. Well, we go through the hard times right. in marriage or whatever right. so that we can get into prayer and see the right. power of God move, from our, not God, give yeah. up on it. And stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Yeah, yeah. let him work in you. Right. And so I, 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 I said thank you because I, I know – we don't the reason why we she doesn't have dirty laundry is because i'm perfect and i don't let her dirty laundry <laughs> be true. i'm kidding no I, I i want you guys i we, we should do a whole thing on marriage i think it'd be fun i think it'd be fun to have todd on here too mm -hmm. and, and jan like to have guests come on and talk about this because i think that's one institution that's under attack the most is christians family now and marriage yeah family and marriage and the christian now has adopted this thing one adultery bam divorce do you realize christ was angry saying this that the bill of divorcement should happen because of adultery. And he was angry. He said, because mm -hmm. of the hardness of your hearts, God gave you a bill of divorcement. And the only way it was going to happen is through yeah. adultery, right? Yeah. But what if they could, where's for, how many times do we commit adultery against the Lord? Right. You, you is said, there ever a reconciliation plan? That's where. That's it. Yeah. We're ministers of reconciliation. Yeah. Now, again, there are, we'll say it again so people can hear this. There are certain instances, yes, leave, you got it. Okay, mm -hmm. abuse, whatever, husband let himself go, wife, let, whatever. Abuse and, and, and physical abuse. Yeah. Nobody's encouraging you to stay in a marriage like that. But there are things we're doing now in the name of abuse mm -hmm. because you don't want to fight for the marriage right. because you've lost right. something and, to and that person. It, uh, we, I've heard, I've seen, we label anything now as abuse. And it really demeans the people who are actually really being abused. And it's just, it's kind of disheartening to see like not every little thing that your husband or wife does wrong is abuse, you know? And so that's where I'm just at like, let's lay, and it goes back to the word narcissism. Everyone and everybody who's a little selfish or, you know, has a problem is now labeled a narcissist because it's the buzzword. Abuse is the buzzword, you know, and just, and so it, to me, words are powerful and they should be only used in the concept of what it actually definition is, if that makes sense. Yeah, so, and, and I agree, Angela, a breaking of the marriage covenant is many things. Truth, truth. We can say the same thing about our walks before God too. Mm -hmm. So we're doing the same, but I know your situation and I, this is what I, I'm saying this as caveats. I know your situation. I know what happened with, with you know, she had yeah, yeah. talked to us about it. Pastor Jan just said they have to consider Christ divorcing them and he never would. I got the goosies on that yeah. one. I got the goosebumps on right. that. Um, I, I, I think, um, so Carrie Booth's been asking, and guys, I want you to go with us in prayer on this. There's a, a lady from Canada that's watching right now. She's from British Columbia, and, and she's asking, how does self-evident, how do we have a branch of self-evident in Canada? And, and it's, it's one of those things we mm -hmm. talked about. How do we do that, mm -hmm. right? It's impossible. Exactly. But there's a witness there. There's got to be something that can be – you want to go speak for us, Carrie? I, the, the, and Mike, if he was in here, would say the same thing. The British, the British common law and, 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 and the English Bill of Rights still apply in Canada. Mm. Yeah. Because they're, they're British, right, Mike, if you're listening to me? So it's the law of God is still respected there too because right. of their law. Well, and if you, I mean, we've said this before, if you look at the concept of freedom, people always equate that to America. And so they look at Massey's message um, and says, well, that's an American message. Well, freedom is not an American message. Freedom is a God-given message. And so freedom go. applies to 
any third world country freedom applies because it's God given. Um, and just because it's recognized in America does not mean it's an American issue. So, I mean, you look at Bill Fetter, Bill Fetter has been all over the country speaking about freedom all over the globe. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. All over the, uh, literally all over the globe. In, yeah. In I mean, country that are, yeah. that are, that are not Republican. Right. All over the, all over all the world, over the world preaching on yeah. Liberty. Yeah. On liberty. And so, right. Again, pray with us for that. And, yeah. and, and I, and I, I want it to be said, we got a lot of work to do here. Yeah. You know, Pastor Todd and Jan and I and, and Mike have been talking about what do we do for our local church and our communities. We got a lot of things to build, Amen. and we do. And we have vision for it, and God is faithful, and he'll provide for those steps. What we're asking you guys to do is consider partnering with us uh, to do these things. Mm -hmm. um, we're, 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 and maybe you can explain better, but we have the Torchbearer thing and all those other things. Yeah, we can. have a monthly um, support program called our Torchbearer Society, which you can sign up online at theselfevidenttruth.com. And it really is um, our main way of ministering, really. I mean, it sustains us while we're out on the road ministering. We have um, October coming up. We're headed to Texas to speak at a youth group there um, and possibly their church. Possibly. Yep. We this have, is all possible. Yeah, it's in the works right now. Um, but that all, all that to say, that's how we stay sustained yeah. and travel and um, minister. So, so, so just so you guys know, this is just this isn't airing out laundry, but we're pretty open with our finances and everything we do. Anyway, we got paid to go to California. It was a certain amount of money. It was yeah. like a couple grand, I think it was. Mm -hmm. But I brought three of us. The plane tickets alone were dollars $2,400. Yeah. So already I was going there with a negative. Mm -hmm. uh, and and we depended on people's yeah, support. benevolence, right? Mm -hmm. And support and, and the, the sales to, to, to make any kind of cash. And so just just the just the plane tickets and the rental car alone. I remember the rental car was like six hundred dollars. So it was already we were three yeah. grand in. You know, yeah. but we don't, we don't stop. Like, we're not complaining about that. It's been you guys getting us to these people right. to minister. And right. it's like such, such a blessing. It has literally been that way since 2016, since we started, mm -hmm. it's been the people getting us to these places. And right. thank God they, they paid for some of that. Right. Mm -hmm. we, we, we weren't out a lot of money, but we were out money. And so you guys supporting us monthly, you guys giving a one-time donation helps us continue. And, and, and we, we love you and, and honor you, uh, uh, respect you. We're, Mike and I were just talking about this. There's a person that wants to partner with us to, to, to help have a product that that's going to be really cool. That's something near and dear to our hearts for sure. It involves this, uh, not this, but what's inside. Uh, and so we have, we've got some really cool things in the works and God is so faithful to, to help us with that. Mm -hmm. But um, we, we'll do more of this. I, yeah. I, I love doing this with you because we can actually be open and honest. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm not putting on a front. This is just, and right. I don't put on a front when I do the podcast, I want right. people to see the real us and this is just us. Yeah. And so we talk like this constantly and, and, and God opened the door for us. So, uh, to, to continue to do this. So we love you guys. Thank you again for tuning into self-evident podcast. <laughs> this is Massey and old sea dog over there. Sea <laughs> <C> dog. <laughs> you guys want to see her more comment down below. Uh, she, she's a big Mikey will be on with me on Monday. We're going to be talking about some different things, especially the recent, uh, Biden debacle, his whole speech really condemning most of America uh on the right and so we're gonna be talking about that as well we love you guys so much thanks for praying for us thank you for supporting yeah, us thank you for for tuning into us keep sharing the videos we we, we need the we, we just want this to get out to more people so we love you guys we'll see you guys on monday yep bye